Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. But then again, Stephen A., who can stop Patrick Mahomes? Maybe nobody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, we're getting ready for a huge Sunday night game. And oftentimes when a game is on Sunday night, it doesn't really need a storyline. That's why it's on Sunday night football. But we've got storylines aplenty, right, for the Browns. Looking to get to the 10-win mark. Looking to snap the NFL's longest playoff drought. They found their quarterback, maybe. On the Giants' side, will they have their quarterback? And can they find themselves getting back into the NFC East race? All those are good storylines. Here's the best one of all, just breaking. According to the Giants on their Twitter feed just 14 minutes ago, they announced their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, has tested positive for COVID-19. He will continue to work remotely. However, on Sunday, calling the plays in place of Garrett will be tight ends coach Freddie Kitchens, the former head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I'm I'm picking the Browns in this game. I'm picking the Browns. I'm picking the Browns. Making it official with Freddie perhaps aiding the Browns, as strange as that sounds. I know, I know where Key's coming from there. One disastrous 6-10 and 10 season. Just some serious business before we get to this amazing storyline unfolding with Kitchens against his old team with the bitter Amazing storyline? <laughs> oh, amazing. I think it's pretty yeah, – as a Giant fan, Key, uh, Jay may not find it too amazing. On a serious note, though, I will mention for Jason Garrett, uh, because he wasn't around the team Monday or Tuesday due to coronavirus protocols, hey, everybody's – Hey, Jay, you got to sit up in the chair, man. <laughs> Everyone's working remotely. I'm just depressed right now, Key. So no I'm Giants depressed. offensive players were really in close contact with Garrett, so their roster shouldn't be affected. Just one thing to, to get out there because the first thing you think is close contacts and who's close to the offensive coordinator, but no problems there for the Giants. All right, Key. Set it up. Freddie Kitchen, 6-10, one season in over his head. Now a chance to deny his old team a 10th win in front of the country. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. Anything could happen in 2020, right, Jay? But I don't think it will. I think when you look at it, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns have better talent. I think they're, they're, they're coached well. They're not going to let this slip through their hands. No way. There's just It's not going to happen. You tell me that Daniel Jones still has a hamstring injury. We got six six times yeah. against Arizona. We're not sure whether he's going to be fully healthy or not. I know Colt McCoy had a good game against Seattle, but we won that game based upon our defense and running the ball with Goldman. Now you're telling me Freddie Kitchens is going to be our OC. Um, okay. I'm just going to get ready for the 2021 season. Uh, that's fine. We're still building in the right direction. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay positive. We'll get Jason Garrett back. We'll continue to trend. Hey, but the Browns are going to win this game. I, I, I would I'd be interesting to see what the odds are in this game and if they go up now due to this, Zubin, due to Jason Garrett being out. Due to I'm, I'm curious if it changes the line. I really am. That's a great question. Right now, the Giants are a five-point dog. You go gambling again. <laughs> Giants are a five-point dog. We'll wait to see where that is. Um, he loves when I say this, tongue planted firmly in cheek. When you're pining for Jason Garrett, it shows you how far you've fallen. Keith, oh. take me inside the revenge factor, though, because you often love talking about playing teams that you used to be on, playing teams, getting one over on them. I, I know it's not the same thing as a coach as it is as a player, but sort of take me inside the mentality of somebody in the NFL that really has an opportunity to change the narrative, at least for one night, because fair or not, Kitchens was seen as just being way in over his head, whether that was the case or not. I think that's the perception I, I, everyone has. I, I don't think the narrative is going to change of Freddie Kitchens, to be honest with you, Zubin. Uh, but I'm sure from a 
from a satisfactory standpoint for him to call a good game. He can get some relief, you know, from for him personally. But as far as the NFL landscape goes, no one's going to all of a sudden say, oh, I'm getting ready to hire Freddie Kitchens as my offensive coordinator because he called a great game against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you always want to perform well, but when you play against your former team, you want to perform well because there's always something that's there, especially depending on how you left that team. If you left that team and, and it was kind of like a, a bad breakup and a bad relationship, then you want to go and gut them the next time you get an opportunity to play against them. Um, that's, you know, and, it, and when you see guys that – that uh, leave teams with some, you know, some bad blood, they usually get down against them. At least that that's what I could tell and see. I'd be really curious just, you know, remembering what Freddie Kitchens was able to do, especially going back to the 2000, <clears throat> the close out 2019 season with that 33 to 23 loss to Cincinnati. They dropped the six and 10. Man, it was just, it was one debacle after another. I don't know if this just, if, you know, even if they were to get a win, if it propels Freddie K- Kitchens to be back in the conversation, like to be an OC full-time or to be a head coach, I don't think it does that. Um, I think he has a long way to go to kind of build up that rapport that's going to happen over time for a head coaching position or a position like that. I just I'm, – I'm still – I'm just still in turmoil right now just about my Giants. I didn't think we were going to beat the Cleveland Browns to begin with. This right now – and you said it perfectly, Zubin. You put it – in full perspective for me, when you said you, if you are appalling for Jason Garrett, what does that say about where you are? And that's how I feel right now. But Jason Garrett, see, but Jason Garrett wasn't a bad football coach, and I don't even think he was a no, bad. No, I know. I don't even think he was a bad play caller. I think he was okay. I mean, Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett runs circles around Freddie Kitchens 10 times over. Key from this standpoint, on the other side of it all, you still think the Browns have an opening to win the division, although they're going to need a lot of help from the Steelers' opposition. Let's hear from Baker Mayfield on the urgency surrounding the squad for the final three games of the season, looking to end the NFL's longest playoff drought. Every single game is the most important one. Um, you know, we, we obviously, like I, like I said, we have a big picture mindset, but, you know, the singular focus uh, is just so vital right now uh, to, to get into the, you know, the postseason playoff race. So it's, uh, we know we have to take care of business this week. And that's, you know, we're going to have that singular laser focus. And that's, what, and that's what he should have, one game at a time mentality. All we're going to do is one game at a time, put our head down, walk through the hallways, be ready to go. Uh, first one in, last one out the building. Coach's son, family guy, all, all of them you can think of. That's where their mindsets need to be. They don't need to be thinking about winning the division. They don't need to be thinking about Pittsburgh. They need to be thinking about the team that's in front of them. And the team that is in front of them are the New York Giants. Once you put them in the back pocket, you move on to the other team, the New York Jets. You put them in the back pocket. Now you worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't control what Pittsburgh has to do against Cincinnati and what Pittsburgh has to do against Indianapolis. And what Pitt, you, you, you can't. The only thing you can't control is the team that's in front of you. So Baker's correct. He is saying all the right things. Again, head down, just moving forward. Just want to make sure that everything is working the way we need it to. Hard work at practice. First one in, last one in, out the building. A lot of, lot of film study. That, that's, that's it. I know it's funny, but this is the time where those things that coaches say 
are true. You got to do those things. PCK, I think this is a bigger game for the Browns. I, I think the Browns coming off the way they lost to the Ravens, even though they showed you what they can be, I think it's a chance for their defense to step up to really show that, hey, look, uh, our last game against the Ravens when they allowed to go for 40-plus points, that wasn't, you know, we have to continue to trend in the right direction uh, as it relates to our defense. I think also the physicality that the Ravens showed on man-to-man coverage, like you didn't really see Jarvis Landry didn't have a lot of catches, right? The wide receiving core didn't do exceptionally great in that game. You know what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt bring to the table. Kareem Hunt actually, you know, dual service role, you know, catching the ball a lot and running the ball at the same time. But I I think this is a statement game for the Browns to continue to move in that direction of reaching their ceiling, reaching their potential. I cannot say this enough. Like when you look at this overall conference, you ask what teams can compete against Kansas City. I know a couple of weeks ago we didn't have the Browns in that conversation. But I, I think that they are moving in that direction, that they can be a team that can challenge the Browns, because can challenge the Chiefs because they can run the ball. And if you get Baker Mayfield playing the way he's played, think about the way Titans and other teams, the Raiders, uh, not the Titans, excuse me, the Raiders were able to beat the Chiefs at one time. They ran the ball, right? They used a lot of the clock. And I think the Browns can do the same thing, but you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And this is going to continue to be something that you watch with the Browns. Like everybody's still wondering, will the Browns brown it? I, I, I know I think they're past that, but it's still something that's in the back of your mind. So for them in this game, come out there, do exactly what you're supposed to do. Be sharp and use that momentum to move into your next game. Hey, the only thing we got to do, Jay, is put our head down, move forward and continue to just keep chopping wood. Give it 100%. Exactly. Give it 100% right until 10 all the time. Eastern. Yep, 100% all the time. Exactly. So you guys know the NFL, despite some postponements, <laughs> has not missed any game this season. Every game to this point that needs to be played has played. That's hardly the case for college basketball. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And let's go straight to Frank Martin, South Carolina men's basketball coach, joining us on the Shell Pennzoil <laughs> Performance Line. Yes. The man who took the Gamecocks to the Final Four back in 2017 is intense and as passionate about the game as anybody I've interviewed over the years. Coach, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have played just three games this season as the virus continues to ravage college basketball. Take us inside. Take our listeners and viewers inside just what it is like to navigate life as a high major college basketball coach every single day when you wake up every single day not knowing what the day will bring. Yeah, it's been interesting, but before I do that, I gotta ask, how does Keyshawn sit there and listen to Jay talk about football? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I, I got no idea. Uh, that's all right, Coach. Actually sit there with a Come on, face. Coach Martin. What? That's coach, okay. I was your assistant coach at Dwayne Wade Fantasy Camp. How are you going to do that to me on national radio? I was your guy. <laughs> I held the clipboard <laughs> and everything. Damn it. Hey, Jay, Jay, Jay. Key knows they don't even play football in Jersey. I, I like, you know. They don't. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, hey, it's great, great to be on with you guys, Jay. Man, it's been a minute. Uh, you know, so so happy and so proud of uh, the way your career continues to evolve, man. And um, back from running around five star, diving on loose balls in the asphalt as an All American player, I, I always uh, respected that. And um, and uh, but yeah, no, it, it's. It's been an interesting Thanks, time. Um, uh, it's uh, we're, we're we're trying to run a normal season 
in abnormal times, and and that that that's made it really difficult to to be consistent, uh, to protect our players, uh, protect the the well being of of everyone. You know, your coaches. You know, we have families, and and you know, we we we're being exposed by traveling and the things. You know, hotels, the whole thing, and and our players and, and coaches, and then you know we go home to our families. God forbid. Uh, we, we, we transmit the disease, uh, you know, amongst each other. But we've been shut down for the last two weeks. Uh, uh, it looks like we'll be able to, to maybe get rolling again sometime this weekend, uh, at least with like 75% of our team or so, uh, so we can uh, start getting back to normal. And, you know, players, you guys lived it, man. You, you know, guys at that age, man, they want to go. They, 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 they live for competing. They live for the game that they grew up playing. Uh, so uh, as coaches, we, we have to figure out a way to give them those opportunities, uh, keep them sane uh, whenever we, we get shut down for, for the obvious reasons. And, uh, uh, you know, and then at the same time, uh, just continue to preach what to do to stay safe and, 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 and look out for each other. Coach, what were your feelings on Mike Krzyzewski's comments uh, regarding continuing this season? I, you know, Jay, I, I didn't agree with him, uh, but here's the thing. I respect the fact we got too many coaches in today's day and age that leak stuff and don't put their names on it. Man, that's – coach mm. put his name on it, put his thoughts behind it, and, and you know, and I, I'm – I respect people that are willing to share their opinions and, 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 and stamp their name right next to their opinion. Uh, you know, it's the, the ones that got the comments and then don't put their names on it. Those are the ones that I got no time for. Um, uh, but did you, uh, did you see, I think, sorry, coach, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead, I go think ahead, having go ahead. our players on camp. Yeah. Having our players on campus, Jay, um, it's giving them – they live pretty darn good on our campuses. They're, they're well taken care of, the, the structure, uh, the medical, the, the attention, the safety, uh, the, 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 the comfort with which they live in on our campuses. Um, you know, that's, I think that's pretty strong. And, um, you know, but I agree with Coach now. I've had to adjust who I am as a coach this year because our players have no life. They've got no outlet. And I can't be as demanding as I always am because they can't do anything. They go from practice back to the apartment, and they really can't socialize. They can't go to the movies. They can't hang out. They can't, you know, and I'm big on letting them be college students, not treating them like they're some kind of the Beatles or something. Um, and, and so I, I can pressure them because then I spend a lot of time with them individually and as a team on non-basketball stuff well we're not allowed to do that no more i i can't have a regular meeting with a player unless we're sitting 10 feet away with masks on man that's not personal that that's you know that's it's a different animal so i've had to adjust who i am uh, which i fight every night i go home uh, because i'm having to change who i am as a coach because i can't be who i am as a person frank martin south carolina's men's basketball coach joining us here on Keyshawn, j will and zubin uh, Coach, you rocking that bald head now, huh? What made you shave that off? Key, man, I, I'm just telling you. I, I look in the mirror every morning. I, you know, show up, brush my teeth, wash my face. 
and I opened the drawer to brush my hair, and I realized I got no hair on my head, and it's 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 so disappointing. Uh, I don't I I, <laughs> I I went through a, a serious case of alopecia. I'm still going through it, um, and uh, you know I tested positive for this stuff back in May, and then I had knee replacement in June, and I just uh, um, I I just couldn't stand looking at my head with bald spots on it and, and then playing the cover-up game. I, I told myself a long time ago, if, if uh, I'm either in or I'm out, the day that, the day that my head starts kind of dis- – my hair starts disappearing, I'm out. I'm, I'm done with the hair club. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going into the ball club. And uh, uh, so, you know, I, Jay, Jay's been bald since I met him in high school. So, it's, you know, I'm, I just uh, joined this club. He and he and the thing about Jay is he really trying to hold on to it a lot too. He's still trying to hold on to it. <laughs> hold on to it? No, I let it go a long time ago. Wait, Frank, I gotta ask you this. Can you can you please yeah, can you please tell the story of how you got kicked out of the Dwayne Wade fantasy camp when I was your assistant coach? Do you remember that oh, story? Do you remember you and I being on the sideline and I knew that high school ref? Can you please tell that story? It's one of the funniest stories I've ever seen. Well, you know, here's the thing, Jay. We're in the room drafting drafting players, and like <laughs> I, I, no one drafted him, and he ends up on my team. It's D Wade's dad, and and so now he's on my team, and D Wade's dad just in his, you know, he's still hooped. Like you know, there's some guys when they're fifty, they're done hooping. He's still hooped, and. And so he's on my team, and, and now we're playing in the game. And the guy refereeing the game, him and his brother, they're both NBA officials right now. They both played for me in high school. And and the one uh, was a cop, and he was officiating, and he don't call foul. And he and I actually didn't get along great when he played for me in high school. But his brother and I were great, but he and I never got along real good. But still, he's a great dude. But he fought. Dwayne Wade's dad gets fouled, and he don't call the foul. And then he texts D. Wade's dad. Now, I'm not real smart. The guy that hired me is a guy named Dwayne Wade. The guy that just got checked up is his dad. So I'm not going to stand there and let it happen. I go, yo, man, I jump on the court. Now he texts me and tells me I got to leave the gym. So then I went from speaking English to speaking Spanish to make sure nobody but him could understand me. And so there were several, several words said back and forth and uh, involving, like, you can bring your badge and your gun. I'll see you outside. And, um, and then D-Wade came over. This, this, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. D-Wade came over and said, what's the problem? And they explained it. And he said to the ref, hey, listen, man, uh, they paid to be coached by him, not officiated by you. So either you start the game or you're the one leaving. So I figured we coached the game, and it was a great time. Oh, it was a good time. Thanks for telling that story, Coach. I appreciate that. I wanted to ask you a one, one last serious question. We obviously don't know all the medical reasons behind it yet, uh, but when you saw Keontae Johnson, the player for Florida, collapse last weekend, where did your mind go to, Coach? Uh, Jay, man, it's uh, that's my biggest fear as a coach every day, man. And I, I'm, I, I push guys. You know, I make guys go, um, and uh, but we we take care of them. We make sure that you know we're not overboard. And uh, I had a young man go down on me in high school, 
and, and it was me. We didn't have trainers and doctors in that high school. It was me. And I'll never forget, you know, picking him up, driving him to the hospital, and thank God it was dehydration. He was fine. Um, but uh, when I saw him go down with the whole COVID uh, situation, the after effects, the, 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 you know, all the, the, the things that everyone's heard of, when this thing first hit back in March about the myocarditis and the, the, the possible side effects to the heart and the lungs. And, and when I, I, and then I know the young man, I compete against him. He is an incredible person, a heck of a player. Um, and, uh, I, I just, it's my biggest fear, man. It, it's, as I'm, as I'm coaching right now, um, it, it's my biggest fear that, that, uh, one of our guys or a young man like Keontae or anybody, uh, goes down because uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, as athletes, man, you guys and the guys I coach, man, you guys put a lot on the line every single day to play a sport. And, and most people don't understand the sacrifices and the, and the, and the, 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 just the places that you put yourself into as an athlete sometimes. Uh, just the sacrifice for the uniform, for the game, for, for moving forward through the game and, um, uh, when I see things like that, man, I, I, I'm, it, it, it really hurts me. And I'm telling you, uh, even before that, that's a big I, – I have yet – I usually put guys on the line and run them when certain things aren't being done. I won't do it. I, I just – I went into this year and I said, I can't do this right now. There, it just – I cannot push a kid to, to that limit, that exhaustion. Uh, I just can't do it. My strength coach has been with me for 15 years, and he's phenomenal. Uh, you know, he, he's on the same boat. So it's uh, – uh, my, my heart goes out for Keontae, uh, unbelievable young man. I just pray, man, that he can get back on that court because uh, he's, he's a plus to that university, that uniform, and obviously the game. And, and we, we, need, we need to see him back on the court because uh, he's, he's a joy. Can't stand coaching against him because he's that good. But, man, is it fun to watch him play. It's really well said, Coach. You are scheduled to play the Florida Gators on February 3rd, quote-unquote scheduled. We'll wait to see what happens there. And to your point, he was the SEC preseason player of the year, but I think it's really imperative what you mentioned. Whether he's a hooper, whether he's the first guy or the last guy on the bench, this isn't about taking stock. This isn't about putting one guy in front of another. This is about considering the whole team and the student-athlete and the person as a whole. Well said, Coach. Best of luck the rest of the way. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, guys. Merry Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to you too, Coach. Same you to too, you. brother. And I know he was probably yeah. on his phone, but the one thing we can send him away with on a positive note, if you were watching on TV, the Frank Martin headshot, full gray hair on the head. So he probably wants us to keep that for the time being moving forward. Great insight and great story there from the fantasy camp. Great stuff from Jay. On the way, Jay, of course, is our top-notch NBA analyst. On the way, another guy right there with him. Charles Barkley is next after Jay has this from Straight Talk. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Subin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. 
The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, I would direct you to a great piece on ESPN.com, which you can find any time on just how the Rockets let Harden run the franchise, and now they're getting run out by Harden himself. They've got to pay you the price for the fallout. They let him do whatever he wanted, and then he said, here's one more thing I want. I want out. We'll wait to see how it's resolved. Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Chuck, I think one of the Chuck. reasons— <laughs> Good morning. Chuck! <laughs> Good morning, brothers. How y'all doing? Hey, you too, Zoop. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm a half brother. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. So, so here's the thing I got to ask you. Um, you've been out of the game. You haven't scored a point. You're celebrating now 20 years away from basketball, about 20 years or so away from the NBA. But part of the reason you continue to have such a large voice in the game is because you're an old school guy that will not cater to the new school mentality. So that said, I put you in a room with James Harden, with the Rockets, a team you know pretty well, what would you just tell him straight? What would you just tell him? Yo, man, we're going to get rid of you. We're just trying to get as much as we can. Uh, you know, he's – listen, that article was devastating. I mean, I'm a, I've never – listen, LeBron got a lot of power. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, listen, Magic, Bird – LeBron, uh, Michael, there's probably only four or five players who I've ever played against or been watching for the last 30 years to have some type of power. Let's be realistic. Because, you know, you talk about number one guys who are, this guy, they say he's always late, which that's like my number one pet peeve. you got to be on time because if you're late if, – one time or two times, that's that's all right. But if you're late all the time, you just said, I don't care about the players, I don't care about the coach, I'm just going to do it my way. But when you talk about trading players, like, that's amazing to have that type of power. 
And uh, like I say, I don't I don't remember Bird, Magic, Michael. Uh, LeBron probably has some, but I don't think LeBron would abuse the way it seems like James was abusing that system in Houston. That was that's crazy. Yeah, Chuck, it's 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 pretty wild. And I look, it, and, and as I said, you know, and I know because I've been knowing you for a long time. When we played, yes, we took care of business on the court as well as on the field if we wanted to have some extracurricular time, but we didn't show up late to practices. We did the things that we needed to do within our team. With that being said, what is the perfect landing spot for James Harden if he's moved and when he's moved? Well, number one, I want to see James, KD, and Kyrie together with that New York media. That's just my dream scenario. Uh, that's what I want. Hey, listen, Key. I want that more than anything in the world because <laughs> you guys know all three of those guys are number one. I, I don't know any of them really well. I think they're all three uh, good guys, but I think they all three got some issues, and I cannot wait to see those three guys play together because uh, I think it would be fascinating because. All three of them need the ball and want the ball, and I just don't think it will work. But I want to see it because I want to see it implode. Listen, if I'm New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn, give me that kid with the afro who I like a lot, uh, Allen. <laughs> give me Dinwiddie and give me Levert and let the Rockets go forward with a really pretty good solid team. Um, I take that trade tomorrow uh, if, if I'm Brooklyn. Uh, or, or the Rockets, excuse me, if I'm the Rockets. Because, like I say, you give me Allen, Dinwiddie, and Levert. I'm like, and you got John Wall now? We're just as good as we were going to be, but we're not going to have that drama, and we'd have a pretty solid team. Because uh, James clearly does, does not want to be there. See, my thing with the James thing is, I don't know if he can play in another system. That's what, to me, was going to be fascinating to watch if and when he gets traded, can he only play that one way? And this notion that, like, well, if he goes somewhere, no, he's played the exact same way for six or seven years. He's not going to get to Brooklyn and say, well, I'm going to stand around and watch James and Kyrie, excuse me, Kyrie and Kevin. Like, I want the ball. So I, I think that's what's going to be fascinating wherever James go, because I think he can only play one way. And, and, and number one, it ain't fun to watch. And he's the best offensive player I've ever seen. But I'm not going to stand around and just watch him dribble the whole time. That's no fun. And I guarantee you Kyrie and KD ain't going to sit around and watch that. Big Brother Chuck, take me to, the, take me to the, the Brooklyn scenario. First off, I haven't heard you talk about how Kyrie uh, had his boycott of the media a few days ago. And how ultimately you think this scenario, understanding personality traits will work out between Kyrie and KD in a major market like New York City with the way the media is always looking to hang on to some type of action. You know, Kyrie is, uh, he's interesting. I don't know what's going on with that scenario. Uh, it's like he's, hes I, I'm just not sure what he's doing. Uh, I don't like it. You know, they don't pay you $40 million just to play basketball. Part of it is sitting down with you guys, uh, uh, you know, sitting down with me and Kenny and Ernie and Jet, uh, talking to New York reporters. 
being with the media is part of your professional obligation. And you can say what you want to say. Uh, you know, but, you know, these guys today, they're different. Uh, I, I don't hate on them. But I'm not sure what point Kyrie is trying to make. Uh, I'm, and when he talks, I'm like, what the hell is he trying? What is he saying and what is he trying to say? Listen, guys, I think a lot of these guys, he starts talking about what an artist he is. He's a basketball player. That's what he is. We're we listen. We're we're not uh, in the. We're not trying to. We're not frontline responders. We're not teachers. Yo, man, you dribble a basketball. Stop acting like you're the smartest person in the world. Now, can you talk about social issues and things like that? Of course. But some of that other stuff, I'm like, yo, man, you do realize you're just a basketball player, right? Uh, and it seems like he's like, no, I want you guys to know I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm like. Well, first of all, you're not. You only went to college for six months. A lot of player, a lot of guys are smarter than you are. Just answer stupid basketball questions, and if you want to say something about social justice, say it and mean it because it's important and significant. But all that other stuff, like yo, man, shut the hell up and talk basketball. Hey, Chuck, let me ask you this real quick, because I know we got to let you go. Have you ever, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it softly, ever felt good? Before game, after being out all night long and then dropping 40, 50 on somebody? I'm going I'm to land you that way. Well, listen, if, if, I'm not going get to get on here and act like I was a saint. Have I played uh, where I had, was drunk the I night didn't say, hey, hey, I didn't say that, Chuck. No, 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 I'm the key. You know I ain't going to get I, I ain't never going to lie to y'all, man. I have played games where I've been drunk the night before. Hell yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give you an exact number because I don't know it. Uh, but I have gotten drunk the night before a game and played. I mean, listen, uh, a lot of players have done that. And you know, and you know what's funny? I, I've been out with players and reporters who got drunk. And they just started writing that I went out and got drunk the night uh, before the game until we started losing. See, that's the thing I don't like about this James Harden thing to a, to a certain degree. Like, James clearly had too much power, and he abused it. But all of a sudden, when the relationship is over and things go bad, now everybody's an anonymous source. James had too much power. He traded this guy. He traded that guy. I'm like... Y'all could have said that when he was there. Now it's too late, and you got and the marriage got to break up. That's a mic drop moment from Chuck. It's great stuff. Next Tuesday, NBA on TNT doubleheader. Warriors, Nets, Katie's old team is new one, and then the defense begins for Keys Lakers against the Clippers. Look forward to seeing you all season long, Charles. Thank you. All right, Chuck, baby. All right, Charles. All right, man. You guys keep up the great work. Be safe and Merry Christmas. You too. Same to you. Merry Charles Christmas, brother. Barkley, the Hall of Famer on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So one last note. I might have been out with him, Zubin. I'm glad he didn't say anything. <laughs> Plausible deniability, right? <laughs> We're asking the key. I said, show. you guys are talking about games. I'm talking about coming into work the next day. <laughs> One last note on the NBA. We're asking our Twitter nation on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, which NBA star has the most pressure to win a championship this season? A lot of good choices here. 39.5% of you have weighed in with Giannis, including this one from at Fruity 
underscore pebbler. It is breakfast time. It seems appropriate. This is a very good tweet, but it's written like a hostage note. So let me just Jeez. go through it real quick. This is the way you got, you got the character limitations. LeBron. So he's, he's saying the most pressure. LeBron, who had one of easiest runs to title of recent memory due to a Doc Rivers coached bit-spitting of a 3-1 lead by the Clippers in a COVID asterisk bubble playoff. Needs repeat what? to validate bubble. Needs repeat to credibly challenge MJ, MJ as GOAT. Needs repeat for his Lakers legacy. So he's saying essentially with you, Arky, got to get one more in purple and gold before I take you that seriously. Yeah, one more in purple and That's gold or put him in a Lakers legacy conversation. I, I mean, it's he said it himself, man. You got to... It's a certain way you do things in L.A., that's all. I'm never going to call somebody's comments dumb, but like to, to sit there and say that winning in the bubble is one of the easiest championships. All, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, that would What are you talking yeah. You leave your family for three months. What are you talking about? That's crazy to me. I dude. would agree. He Go called ahead, Zuba, it a I'm quote, sorry. No word. I, I agree with you. You called it a, quote, COVID asterisk bubble. Yeah, that's playoff. not good. All right. On the way. Come on, man. This, you fellas, are really going to appreciate. Just the short time I've been together with you guys. A league that for decades and decades is dying for attention finally gets it on its 100th anniversary. More on that after Key has this from Indeed. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. One thing, one more thing before we let you go, fellas, is a history lesson that is maybe 100 years overdue. You guys are both sports fans. Key, you're a football player, but you follow everything. Jay, you're a hooper, but you follow everything. Let me ask you this. You guys ever heard of the name Josh Gibson? Ever heard of him? I feel like I have. Jay? I think so, but I'm not sure. So Josh Gibson is known by many people to be the Black Babe Ruth and the biggest star to ever participate in the Negro Leagues. That's what I thought. 
So this is the centennial celebration of the Negro Leagues. 100 years. And for much of that time, Major League Baseball refused to acknowledge the Negro Leagues as a quote-unquote major league. But you can always right your wrongs. And Major League Baseball has done so. And they have officially classified the Negro Leagues as a major league. For those of you that know when the Negro Leagues were played, obviously those players were not allowed because of lack of integration to play in Major League Baseball. The biggest star of all was the Black Babe Ruth Josh Gibson. There are stories about him hitting 580-foot home runs, hitting 800 home runs total, though some of those were in exhibitions, but basically being the biggest star that never got to take a star turn. And fellas, this is important because what they're going to do now by officially allowing the Negro Leagues to be identified as a major league within the context of what Major League Baseball defines that way, it allows a lot of these guys to have their statistics which were never included in Major League Baseball lore, it allows them to finally be in place. Now, it doesn't mean a lot of Major League Baseball records are going to change because if you're familiar with the Negro Leagues, you know that they didn't play a 162-game season or what would be the equivalent of a full season in whatever era we're talking about. So you're not going to see too much changes on the leaderboard. However, you are now going to see Josh Gibson have the second-highest batting average in MLB history, 365. Just a tick behind Ty Cobb at 366, which is somewhat ironic if you know some of the personal background and history of Ty Cobb. His great-great-grandson, Sean Gibson, responded yesterday when was approached about it. For us, it's huge. It helps our case. You just can't compare Josh Gibson to the Negro League stats. Now you can compare him to some of MLB's greatest players. Key, Jay, long overdue. Major League Baseball criticized for a long time for excluding these individuals, but now they're included. That, that that's, a, that's a good thing, but what I would say on that note, though, you kept saying the Black Babe Ruth. You know, there are rumors out there that Brother Babe could have been a black man. I'm just saying. I'm just, it's out there well documented, so I wanted to make sure that I threw that out there just so that, you know, you can research it yourself if you like to, but it's good to see that they're acknowledging some things because clearly in sports and in the world in general, some things don't get acknowledged that come from African-Americans. They just get bypassed over, looked at, thrown to the side. So Major League Baseball in this year, 2020, is doing something that I never thought that they would do. You know, Zubin, I really appreciate about, about baseball for doing this, right? You always look at baseball as uh, it's a pastime sport, right? Something that uh, they don't want to change their ways. And in an in a age today where you have people always saying cancel culture, and I, I hate that terminology, to go back and to address things that were wrong then, not saying that you completely wipe it off of history's face. Like you acknowledge it by bringing attention and dressing and saying that it was wrong. And I, I just atonement for things of that sort. Big respect and big kudos to the MLB for, for doing that and uh, for really taking that step to do so. I want to quickly mention just a couple of other things and give Sean Gibson the last word on this, the great-grandson of Josh Gibson, the Black Babe Ruth. And that is to say that he runs an organization now called uh, joshgibson.org. It raises a lot of money for youth in the Pittsburgh area. So go and visit that. Give it a click. Give it a little uh, something if you can. And I'm going to give uh, Sean the last word here. I love this. And listen to this, fellas. This says it all because we know next week is going to be that great – 
holiday that many of us celebrate with Christmas, Christmas Eve, being together with your family, though this year might be a little bit different. Love this. Sean Gibson, quote, I've read several things before that said, well, Josh didn't play in the majors. Nobody can say that now. It's a great day. Christmas came early. Really well said and long overdue for Major League Baseball. But they do it in those stars of the Negro Leagues that never got to play in MLB. They're a part of MLB now. The Titans stud wide receiver A.J. Brown joins us this morning. If you're battling the snow, stay safe, stay warm. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.